Okay, I'm Stephanie with Jawbreaker, and I am here with Grant Kemp. Hi, Grant. Thank you for joining me of course, today. Good. I'm kind of over this weather right now, though. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it's it's summer, but you know who knows, right? Who knows? I've never really seen it like this here. But you were just telling me before we were recording that you just drove all the way down from SF. So tell the listeners what that's yeah, about. Yeah. So um, a lot of people don't know that I still work as a firefighter paramedic. So I still do that um, like a couple days a week. And then when I'm not doing that, obviously I'm making music. So yeah. So how long of a drive? Is that like a six hour drive? Uh, it's like five. So yeah, because the thing is, is if I, if I fly down, like I have to get off, have to put my car somewhere, then I end up here. Sure. So it's not really different if I show up at like one, you know? It's just like a whole yeah. big thing. And it's like, you were telling me a little bit too, and I wanted to save it for this then, that your upcoming project is going to draw a little bit from that and from mental health in general. Yeah, exactly. So, um... For the city that I work in, I work on um, a rig that's called a squad, and we basically only go to calls that need extra help, right? So if it's like a big fire, car accident, shooting, stabbing, whatever, cardiac arrest, like we're the ones that always show up to all of those in the whole city, right? So because when I go to work every day, you know, in a 48-hour period, I'll probably see a couple people die, right? That mm. has an effect on your mental health, and I think that like PTSD is one of the things that's you know, it's, it's, there's awareness about it, but people don't really understand how many people actually have it or don't even realize they have it from, you know, working in the, in like the public safety field or healthcare or whatever, you know? So, yeah. So for your next project that that's drawing on, is it a full album or it's the EP that I see, right? So we're going to drop a couple songs um, and see, see how they do. And then we'll probably group in some of those songs into a full album because I am dropping an EP on June 9th. Um, it's called GK self-titled, but yeah, so we're, we're probably going to pull some of those from the EP into that, that album. Yeah. That's amazing. Congrats. This is your first full album then that would be coming yeah, up, right? Yeah. First, first album. And, and it's my first EP on the, on, on June 9th too. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty That's awesome. Congrats. How does it, it feel? Feels good. I mean, I, I started in like the lo-fi space, you know, I sort of had more of that sound uh, with like a little bit more of, you know, like a pop element to it at certain points. And um, I kind of finally found the sound that I want to stick with. So that's why, you know, I've just been releasing singles, and feeling stuff out. And now we, you know, we got that machine running right. So it's time. It's all about just like finding your sound. And I, I know it's like it takes some experimentation. Like what got you started in music in the first place? Um, well, my dad played the saxophone and stuff when I was little and I was, I grew up playing oh, cool. music and stuff. Like I had, I remember like, you know, I started on the drums and then I was in, in band for a little bit when I was younger. Um, and so I've always made music and that's that, it, yeah, it's just always kind of been there. So. Always been just kind of like an outlet for yeah, something. Yeah. And I kind of like, I was a little skater kid when I, when, when I was younger and stuff. So I grew up listening to like the original, like pop punk stuff, like the taking back Sundays and like blink 182 and all that kind of stuff. So of course I had my little candy red pearl drum set. I like, thought I was Travis Barker, like at the time, like at that time, like I had the trucker hat, no shirt on. I thought I was, but like, that was, you know, like I was like a little kid that wanted to either play music or be on like the cover of Thrasher magazine, you know? So that's kind of how I ended up pulling things back to that sound is because it's what I grew up skateboarding to and listening to and stuff, you know? 
it just probably feels like more authentic, more yeah. natural to you to be like, no, this is what I love. So why not try yeah, this out? Exactly. And I really like, I mean, it sounds like it's working. The latest drop of yours, the punk rock Barbie, I know it's about your fiance, right? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was trying to write something that was kind of, you know, lighthearted, but a little bit edgy at the same time. And, uh, I kind of hid the album cover from her until it dropped, you know, just, <laughs> I know her and I know that she would be super picky about like what picture goes on it. So I was like, I'm, she posted this on social media. I'm using it. I'm not even going to ask her. So if it's good enough for, yeah. for the album cover. Oh. Right. You're like, she already approved it for herself. That's actually a safe yeah. bet. That's smart on your part. I thought about it before. <laughs> <you know? laughs> would you say that she's like amused to you now that you've been together? Uh, yeah. I mean, I engaged. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to, you know, I definitely wanted to write a song about her just out of that pure principle that like we are engaged and stuff like that. And I thought it'd be kind of cute. So I did it, you know, um, and the rest of my music is kind of, you know, some of it's about very real stuff and others, it's a little bit more, other songs are a little bit more lighthearted, you know what I mean? So it just kind of depends on the song, um, you know, when it comes to like the approach I take with the songwriting and everything like that, you know, so. Will some of the ones on the album be a little bit heavier since they kind of touch the mental health yeah, space? Yeah, they're definitely going to be um, more, they'll, they'll still have kind of like a pop punk element to it, but it's definitely going to be a little bit heavier sound wise. You know, it's not going to, because with pop punk, it's, it sounds a little bit more lighthearted, you know? And so to get, to, to deliver the message the way I want it to, it's going to need to be a little bit heavier. So um, yeah, I actually took, um, one of my friend's songs, her name's Sarah Phillips, and she has this pop song called Killer. And I was like, what if I just took this and I made it like heavier, right? And so I actually did it and it, and it, it turned out well. So we're, we're going to drop that most likely after um, the EP sometimes. So that, that one has Ooh. heavier of a sound to it. Like it's like a straight up like pop song that has like some synths in it and some 808s. And I just made it like rock. So... I'm interested to hear that because I like when I think of pop punk, but heavier, I think more like like Sleeping With Sirens, Pierce the Veil, like you still have those like emotional lyrics, but like it's hard to listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, like you're like certain ele certain elements of the pop punk kind of like peak in there a little bit, but it's still on the on the heavy side, you know? Totally, which I vibe with like people need that like that's that connection to the authenticity behind the message from your music, I think is what's really going to connect with your audience. So I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked to create the project and everything. And, um, you know, the, the, the people that are getting on board with me to work with me, I'm, I'm, you know, honored to work with and stuff because like there are people that have made songs that are way bigger than anything I've ever made. I'll tell you that for free, you know, so I'll just leave. Anybody you could mention, or is it like no? You just want to keep it private. Um, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the low until we get Fair. things finished. Because I don't want to get ahead of myself and then have one of the songs not be one I drop. Right. So. Right, and then you're like, oh shit! I mentioned that name and it didn't happen. I, it's like a little accidental curse. I think that way too. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's wait till it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a tour or anything planned? I know you just played Exposure World, but anything else coming up people can catch you at? Um, yeah, this so this this summer there's there's you know a couple stops from some tours that I might jump on just because I have you know songs with certain artists and stuff like that. But as of now, um, I don't have a full tour locked in. What I want to do is I want to build um, you know 
this 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 EP up and I want to promote it a lot and then I'll probably end up touring that along with some of the unreleased songs that that I'm currently making for this next project. So, yeah, I definitely want to um tour, but I want to do it when it's the right time to do it and when uh, right when when we have, you know, a a good enough body of like cohesive sounding work so that we can promote it while we're on tour, you know. Right. And just kind of see like how the audience reacts to it. Like what are they engaging the most with and kind of go from there. It's such a good method. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, it's, you can jump on a tour and stuff, but if you're not in the exact right place to do it, it's, it's almost a little bit of a waste of time. You know what I mean? Because right. Don't, you know, if you're opening for somebody and like the, the, the band that you're playing for, you know, is the main attraction that's already, you know, you're not up against it, but like you have to bring something to the table that they might already know about. You know what I mean? So True. timing of it is is really a big thing. And so I think that, you know, as like a newer, you know, smaller artist, I think a mistake a lot of people make is just playing any show that they can in front of anyone when in the yeah you have to be playing with a band that matches your sound that's in the same genre that has kind of the same fan base. Like, um, because if you don't, you're, you know, there's, there's nothing worse than an artist playing to the wrong room. Right. Because it's not going to be, yeah. that's not what they showed up for, you know? And then you're not going to grow your fan base from that either. Cause they're not going to connect with your sound. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Well, that's exciting. I hope to definitely catch one of your shows coming up. Um, but this is just the start of your career. So I'm sure that I will. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Cause I played exposure world recently and then, um, I played the Viper room like two weeks before that. And so like, I'm trying to space my shows out a little bit. Like I've got some, right. <laughs> but it's like, you can't play in LA every two weeks. It's already, you know, when you're looking at a market like LA, that's like the varsity of music, you know what I mean? So totally room full, that's already lit in itself, but it's probably not going to fill up again if you're a new artist and you keep playing shows back to back. You know what I mean? That's why it's like the biggest bands, the way they set their tours up is like, they avoid all the big cities and then, you know, they always add those those big city stops later in the tour because, they, yeah, because it's like you have to build some hype around it to make sure it's going to sell out, you know? How did Exposure World go? What was your experience with that? I've heard, like, it's taking off. Yeah, no, it's um, – I was actually I, – I helped organize this one. This was the fourth one. That they, oh, no way. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really good friends with Taylor Jews and all those guys. I You know, they – played for me, you know, my songs and stuff at, at previous shows. And we just know each other through music and stuff. So I was super excited to be able to help organize it. And like what the goal of Exposure World is, is to, you know, preserve that underground slash emerging rock scene that is in LA. Yeah. Of, you know, just people only being able to go to like, you know, the more corporate like Ticketmaster type shows, you know what I mean? Because it's like, we're just trying to keep the culture alive and create a resource for, um, you know, artists like myself to play in front of the same fans that all of the bigger artists have. And I think, you know, with, with this last one, I think it, it was a really good turnout. I think there was, I think we got almost 500 people in there, um, in Hollywood. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really cool because, um, you know, it kind of brings the community together and you always end up running into so many people that, you know, which is awesome, you know? Yeah, I saw Rook was even there drumming for someone. Yeah, yeah, I was performing and I saw Modson like watching my set. Yeah. Holy shit, 
this is cool, you know? So, cause Mod Sun's one of my favorite artists and I, I actually recorded a song a while ago at his house, like before he signed and everything. No way. So, yeah. You know, I was in one of his music videos with Chad Tepper and stuff. So we, we ran into each other a lot. So it was super cool to see him at Exposure World with everybody, you know, because it's one of those things where people, it, it brings people in that are, you know, are in the industry and part of that, that, that scene. So I'm, I'm, I'm super happy with how it went. That's really cool. I feel like that's the beauty of LA in general, but especially like this Exposure World. It's almost like CBGBs of New York, but for LA, it's like, no, this is the preserved, like, not the label people. I mean, yes, bigger artists like Matsun come through, but they're coming through to watch you. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is super exciting, you know, because it means that we're, we're we're doing the right thing, you know. So, yeah, it's like it's clearly working. Will there be another one? I'm assuming Exposure yes, World. Yes, yes, we're, we're we're definitely going to continue with the um, shows and stuff like that. And I, I don't, I'm not going to say when the next one's going to be, but we're definitely. Oh sure. That's great. I'm I'm just glad to see that like a couple friends of mine have played just various exposure worlds and it's just cool to see that it's already growing so much and taking off. So that's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that was such a good experience for you. Sure, for sure. What would you say your overall vision is for your music career, like your dream goal with it? So with me, like I, you know, when it comes to being in the entertainment industry and all that sort of stuff, like I have kind of a weird route how I got into it because of the reality shows that I was on. So like yeah. I was on those reality shows. Like I kind of got exposed to how the entertainment industry and how everything sort of works when it comes to like people knowing who you are and like, and, and, you know, just kind of how things move when it comes to things being popular in like pop culture in general, you know? So I right it with a different approach because for me, I'm not, I'm not looking to make music so that people know who I am or get super famous from it. Like that's cool if it does happen, but, and I'm not saying I was ever famous. There's times when I felt famous before. A little, sure. You know, during certain moments, but um, I think that, you know, creating a sound that is, you know, almost timeless that, that people can continue to be a fan of and, and follow you throughout the years. And s instead of just having a couple songs that pop off is really what I'm trying to do. Like I want to create um, fans that listen to my music because they connect with what I'm actually saying, you know what I mean? And they can, they, they can relate to the stuff that I'm writing about. And, you know, I, 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 I hope that it helps people through whatever they're going through. If it's, you know, a heavier song or, you know, I hope people mosh to it. If it's, if, if it's a fun, one, you know, that's, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, for me, it's like the only reason that I want my, my music to do numbers is because I, I want people to hear it and I want them to connect to it, you know? I love that. That's the most pure answer and what I always hope to hear. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with like, if it's, if someone wants to be famous, that's, I mean, that's your prerogative. I think it sounds like a nightmare personally, <laughs> but like to make music just to connect with people, that's the whole point. And I feel like that's, those are the people that really hit success because you're doing it for the right reasons, just to share your experiences and to hope to connect with someone else and make them feel a little bit less alone. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. People listen to music when they're alone. Right. So if you can be with someone in their ear while they're alone, like to me, that's, that's, that's really cool. You know? 
It is like, what a powerful gift. Like music is the coolest fucking thing. Like I don't, people who aren't, or they're like, oh, I don't really listen to music or I don't really know new music. I'm like, how do you live your life? I could never. For sure. Uh, I was going to ask you on that note too. So I actually like never watched bachelor stuff. But, like, my girlfriend is a huge fan, so I, I'm not going to lie. I sent her, like, a link of you, and I was like, do you know Do you know this guy? And she's like, oh, my God, yeah, that was, like, one of the first seasons I watched. <laughs> she's like, why? And I was like, well, I'm interviewing him. He does music now. And she was like, that's so fucking cool because it's, like, I love seeing that, you know, obviously, like, that's not who you were. Like, it was just, like you said, a moment in time. That's not, like, yeah, yeah. you're not, your career wasn't being a reality show contestant. Like, <laughs> Like I, I have, you know, I've completely rebranded all my social media and there's like nothing on there to tell you that I was on five different reality shows at this, <laughs> like it's something that, you know, people that started following me from the beginning know me for, and that's fine. Like I dropped a song called no more roses when they, they asked me to, <laughs> and I said, no. And I made, you and I like recreated like a scene from the bachelor and I was just like handing roses out and saying no more roses, you know? So it's like, um, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it was kind of weird, like doing those shows because they are there. It's a dating show. Right. So then after you do that, yeah, people are just zoned in on like who you're dating and like, if you're with somebody yeah, happened or whatever. So it's like, it's kind of weird from, it's, it's kind of weird going from people that follow that show. Cause I think probably like. 5 million people watch every episode of those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> people going from like, you know, reading all these blogs and press and articles about, you know, situations I've had with girls I've dated in the past to now listening to my music. It's like, if they're still along for the ride, like that's cool, you know, but <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's been an interesting ride, like transitioning from that into the music industry because they're two very separate things, you know, and like they don't, yeah. cross over from one another as much as one would think because when you get into the entertainment industry people want to put you in one lane and they want you to stay yep if you try and do something else and it's not really good you get ripped apart harder than the guy that nobody knows about who's like hey i work at starbucks like this is my indie song check it out you know so it's true i like i've worked in like corporate entertainment but film and tv the whole time i've been out here it's so, like all my all my friends are in the industry too. And like one of the biggest things you see, which you know, this from being on reality show, even on the talent side is like people try to make the jump from like reality to scripted that in itself, even though it's like the same, like as a production worker, a writer, whatever, even like acting, it's like, you can't do it. You have to start over. People are like, Oh, we don't care that you've had five years and unscripted. Like you can't be on this show. It's like, why? But that's just how it is. And and with that being said, I've noticed that there is a very big divide between the theatrical side of shows and the reality side, because totally frustrating for somebody who's like a legitimate actor, who's been, who's had a ton of roles, whose resume is huge. They don't get the same immediate blast of clout as somebody that won Love Island or something that just had a bunch of drama. Right. So it's like kind of one of those things where you, if you're going to do that, you really have to earn people's respect and be really good at what you're doing because you you go from no one knowing who you are to walking into a Starbucks and having people freak out because they know you from Love Island or whatever. And so it's very hard to undo that, especially when you're trying to do a TV show that's, you know, that airs after the one that you were just on on the same channel that's scripted, you know? So, yeah. 
Yeah. And then it's like, it's going to confuse people who you are. And I think something working in your favor is the more time, the the more space that you're going to be able to put between like the reality shows and putting out the music and already with the rebrand that people, like you said, if they're already along for the ride and they're still following you, that's cool. They're a real fan. But if people didn't know in the first place, like I never watched those shows and I just knew you as an artist. So I was like, Oh, it was like added information to find out you were on those shows and that's what you want. So I'm telling you, it's already working. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Like I want to, I want people to know me for music. And if you find that out later, cool. You know, <laughs> like you're like, that's fine, but make that the secondary or even tertiary thing you know about me. Oh, me on Spotify, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will put all your links in here um, on that. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with or anything else to tease? Even any advice? Sometimes I ask, like, what advice you would give to other aspiring musicians? Um, you know, I would say with music, it's it's always going to be a constant uphill battle. And if if you make it fun, it's going to be a fun one, you know. But if you see it as, like, this looming thing, like, I haven't had a record go platinum yet. Like, I'm pissed off. Like, it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to make it fun, you know what I mean? And it's, like, music is one of those things where you know, with social media and everything now, it's very different than how it was before when, you know, there wasn't really social media and like the, the labels had pretty much all the control of like who broke as an artist. Um, now it's just about being real and connecting with people and getting that core group of of people that receive the message that you're delivering. And I think that's perfect. And it's true. It's like, you can't, you can't fake it at the stage, even if you want to. People will see through it. Exactly. They see even if a song that you've written isn't that that real, they're not going to buy it when you're making all these TikToks and reels and stuff like that and trying to convey the message because people just have this sense of what's bullshit and what's not, you know. And like the second they smell bullshit, they're scrolling right past it and they're for sure not following you, you know. Yeah, which is why I think yours is going to hit really well, because it's just you're making it just to connect with people. You're speaking from a place of authenticity with what you've been through with fire department stuff, your own personal life. And I'm excited to hear it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited to release it. And I, you know, I, I hope the people that connect with it, you know, stay with it. I think they will. So June 9th, right? June 9th, EP's dropping, self-titled GK. Um, and yeah, it'll be out. It'll be out everywhere. So. Awesome. And I will link everything here for wherever people are listening. So you can go ahead and follow Grant Kemp. Stay up to date with all of his EP, his shows, and everything else coming up. Thank you for talking today, Grant. Yeah. This was lovely. Let me...